Journos, a stream of consciousness news podcast with Stephen Jackson and Brandon R. Reynolds. Feel yeah. about this one. It was. Uh, yeah, yeah. It yeah. will be great. No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> First of all, why don't you tell me something? Who are you? Oh, well, my name's Stephen Jackson. That is, that is exciting. Yeah. Because my name, by comparison, is Brandon R. Reynolds. Mm-hmm. This is Journos. Journos. You want to buy a t-shirt, Brandon? Yes. That was easy. (laughs) I'd love a t-shirt. Okay. I got a line on some pretty sweet t-shirts that are, uh, they're black and white. Great. Love merch. And uh, it looks as though uh, there's a ninja doing a flying kick. Culturally diverse, I guess. Yep. yep. It's called Cyber Ninjas. That's what it says on the shirt. That that raises an eyebrow. A little bit of an eyebrow. Yeah. Steven. Um, where are you looking at these t-shirts? So I'm looking on the website run by a tech company called Cyber Ninjas, and sure. I, I'm going to come clean. Remember mm-hmm. when I offered you the shirt? Yeah, I do. That was moments ago. It's not for sale. Ah. Uh... Yeah. So this company, Cyber Ninjas, was using um, a t-shirt as a way to kind of... Uh, raise money, kind of build a community around the work they're doing. But don't worry if you go to their website. They say if enough people um, request the shirt, they'll bring it back. They'll bring it back. Yeah. 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 Which Uh, raises the natural question of uh, where are they bringing it back from? Yeah. The dead. I'm going to actually kind of let you down a little bit even lower. That sounds like an appropriate start to the year. Yeah, right? So you were here. We were starting good. And then I was like, hey, you want a t-shirt? And I'm like, no, fooled you. No t-shirt. And then it's like, hey, uh, next step in this journey, Mm. uh, the company Cyber Ninjas, um, they are no longer a company. Folding up. Do you remember who the Cyber Ninjas are? I do. They were a firm hired by the state of Arizona to investigate claims of voting irregularities in that state yep. for, during the yep. presidential. And their whole premise was, we know there's been votes miscounted. We know that if we get in there and really do a good count, we're gonna solve the problem. Yeah, uh, It's gonna turn out that possibly Trump won, but the, mm-hmm. you know, the stated purpose was like, we just wanna make sure everything's on the level. After a significant amount of money was spent, they uh, did not find any significant irregularities. No. Uh, and so, they stopped doing that. And yes. It, it, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about Cyber Ninjas and uh, another very well-known company that are both engaging in a in a certain degree of fancy footwork mm-hmm. in order to dodge having to pay um, a whole lot of money. So we're going to look at some of these tricky things that corporations do right out in the open. They're legal, and it's ridiculous that they are, in fact, legal. Let's get into it. Uh, Cyber Ninjas, you are correct. They were called down to the old state of Arizona to look into election fraud. And last week, um, on Thursday, January 6th, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors in Phoenix, they delivered a, quote, detailed four-hour live-streamed rebuttal of all the firm's claims, showing that all except one involving 50 votes were either mistaken, misleading, or outright false. This is coming to us live from the New York Times. 
this is coming from the New York Times, and the, so so the whole thing is just eviscerated. And on top of that, a superior court judge cited the company for contempt after it wouldn't release any records of its vote review to the Arizona Republic. They're seeking them under a FOIA request, which is uh, the Freedom of Information Act. And he levied a $50,000 a day fine on Cyber Ninjas until they produce these records. That's pretty significant. I can see why one might want to get away from that financial responsibility if one were a ninja of the cybernetic variety. <laughs> like a, a, mm -hmm. a litigation ninja yeah. in this case. Yeah. So, so there they are, this crappy tech company. They're facing like crazy amounts of fines, 50 grand a day. So what do they do? They, they said that the company is insolvent. They laid off all the employees, including the CEO. And um, they're shutting down. And now they may or may not declare bankruptcy. They lost their bid to prove that the entire voting apparatus of Arizona was, an, it was a crock, that it was all a scam. Uh, even the Republicans in Arizona that were running the show, uh, they didn't support this idea either. They said everything was, looks good, it's stable. So there's really not a lot of ground for Cyber Ninjas to move on now. But the damage may have already been done in that maybe the whole thing was for show. Right. Maybe the whole thing is just to put out there that uh, the vote is rigged. You can't trust it so that come the midterms this year or the presidential election in 2024, there's now a nice foundation of distrust that uh, the Republicans can use to say, yeah, but you remember that time that yeah. the election in Arizona was questioned and then people will say, but it turned out there was nothing going on there. Yeah, but, you know, and people will forget that the results of that were important. Um, yeah. I know from personal experience, having very close family members in Texas, I had this conversation with them. They said, you can't trust the vote. I said, look at Arizona. The Republican elected politicians in Arizona, after this vote was counted, they couldn't find anything. It's fine. It's stable. The relative said, nah, forget it. Yeah, so, it's it's a rallying cry. It's subterfuge, right? It's this consistent practice that sort of everybody does, but mostly the right, honestly, that where they they use this ability to just raise questions. Oh, we're, we, we have every right to look into whether or not this is fraudulent. And just by raising the question, it sort of gives whatever's being questioned a certain degree of legitimacy. So it might have been more like a performance of if they had found some irregularities, great yeah. for them. Uh, and if they didn't, it didn't matter. The performance is the only thing that matters. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, this all will sort of get washed away or repurposed or whatever. So the goal was clearly to um, sort of con everybody into either getting super pissed about this election and believing in, quote, the big lie. Um, so obviously people are making money. Cyber Ninjas certainly made money. The review cost $5.6 million um, to review these 2.1 million votes. And the trick worked, honestly. There's still an unbelievable amount of distrust in the accuracy of the election of Joe Biden. And we can only imagine the distrust of every contested election moving forward now that this playbook is out there. Um, last Thursday, an ABC News Ipsos poll found that only 20% of Americans were very confident in our 
nation's ability to have honest elections. And among Republicans, that number is just 13%. Not so a lot of faith in elections. That seems like a very low number for something that we all need to have like second nature faith in. Well, you know, I'm of two minds, of course, because if it's possible to rig an election, then maybe that happens. It certainly has happened historically. Yeah. Journalists all over the world have to be aware of that. So, again, you know, you find yourself in the position of saying, is it bad to ask the question? No. Yeah. Of course not. I mean, people are. People on the left, people on the right are asking in a general way how secure are these elections. Yeah. And you have different answers, you know, like the voting machines, you can trust them or they can be hacked or, um, you know, we should have more paper ballots. Like, that's definitely a concern that w should not only belong to one side of the aisle. Mm -hmm. The difference between, you know, the left and the right on this or the right that is that is spinning this to be like everything is a lie, you can't trust any of it is... When there's a bunch of evidence to support the fact that this election was safe, uh, yeah. then, you know, that's the thing you follow. Like, there is a reinforcement of it. And you yeah. don't just throw it out because it doesn't suit your narrative. Oh, exactly. This is, you're talking about a majority apparent to this poll of Republicans who are just going to believe that they're not going to have faith in it, even in the face of massive amounts of evidence. Right. Yeah. The damage has been done, though, by Cyber Ninjas. There's now a nice little neat narrative that Republicans can carry forward if they want to continue to push what we come to know as the big lie. The Cyber Ninjas organization, its future is up in the air. Is it going to declare bankruptcy? Is it going to be something that is mired in court for some period of time? Who knows? The important thing is that Judge John Hanna, who was administering the case, said, quote, there's an intention to leave the Cyber Ninjas entity as an empty pinata for all of us to swing at. In other words, there's nothing left for us to demand accountability from. Yeah. It's just an empty, frilly thing in the backyard. Yeah. The pinata itself sounds fun, though, right? As I was saying that, I was like, Stephen is going to hear that. <laughs> and like a cat with a shiny object. Okay. Like, oh, uh, okay. Okay. No, it's a good just, thing. At no. first, I was talking earlier. First, I was talking about, you know, the fancy footwork, the the... The corporations are going to be doing to avoid uh, having to pay out too much money. Uh, now we're talking about swinging a pinata. I mean, all of these are very festive metaphors. Yeah, you know, they're they're fun. Never mind the fact that it's all about corporate greed and you know the utter disintegration of our democratic principles. It's fun. It's, it's a good time. You're dancing. Groovy, man. You know, you got the. Sometimes you got the pinatas where the candies fall out, and then yeah. when you have the adult version, it's like the little airplane liquor bottles the, that fall yeah. out, or yeah, condoms the, sometimes. That's a party. Wow. That's not really the point. The takeaway here, Stephen, <laughs> is that the judge is saying this is not a pinata where you bang into it and democracy spills out. And all, of its, all of its deliciousness. It's saying that the pinata is a distraction and there's nothing inside of it. And that's what's really interesting and what made me think of another company that's in the news that's doing something very similar. Yeah. That company is a company you love called Johnson & Johnson. Yeah. I don't know if you love them. I can, you know, take it or leave it. I guess they'll go down as the folks who offered the bunk shot, right? So there's that. I mean, there's a lot of other Johnson & Johnson products, you know, that we use, I guess. That's right. They're ubiquitous to American commercial life. They're everywhere. Yeah. They make all the stuff. One of those products is baby powder. And yep. uh, there has been a court case going on for the past few years. The talc in the baby powder contains asbestos. And there are now 38 
thousand talc-related claims wow. that they caused cervical cancer in women. Um, the case is moving along at a nice clip. You want to make my day? Do I ever. Okay, tell me there's a festive metaphor to describe what Johnson & Johnson is trying to do. Ooh, you're tell a me. lucky, lucky little boy today, Stephen. <laughs> there is the most festive of metaphors, and it's called the Texas Two-Step. Woo! Yep. It's all kind of Southwest, too. Those whole thing, yeah. the pinata, the Texas. That's a good yeah. Point. yeah, yeah. Johnson & Johnson. They are on the hook for billions of dollars in settlement money for these cancer cases and potentially more and more cases in years to come. This could be okay. something that they would potentially be on the hook for for decades, right? right? As these cancer cases keep coming up. Can't they just like potentially be paying out forever for anybody who comes forward with a legitimate claim? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone now has a claim to it. And that could go on for, again, years and years and years. Somebody who's a child today, maybe in 40 years, 60 years, they develop some health problem. Yeah. If you can tie it back to this talc, then you have a thing. Johnson & Johnson doesn't want that. They want to cut it off. So what do they do? They institute something that has become known as the Texas Two-Step. J&J is headquartered in New Jersey. So what are they going to do? First step, they're going to move the operation to Texas, state of Texas, very corporation-friendly. There, they're going to split the company into two companies, one mm -hmm. big company called Johnson & Johnson, and then a little bitty company, which is called LTL Management. Right? <laughs> Doesn't LTL. have the same ring to it. No, no, and nor does it need to, because it only has to serve one purpose, which is to be the shit catcher for this whole thing. Yeah. The company Johnson & Johnson, which made the talc, is responsible for all the things that the court has said they're responsible for. But because it's this massive corporation, it has the ability in the state of Texas to sort of bud off this other company and to pour all of the liability into that company. Yeah. So all of the talc-related lawsuits, they go into that company. LTL management is now at fault. So Johnson & Johnson is going to put about $2.5 billion into that company to pay off all of these claims, right? To settle yeah. all of these cases. That's all the first step. The second okay. step is Johnson & Johnson declares bankruptcy on LTL management. All of this is completely legal. It's completely legal. Yeah, again, Texas is very business friendly. They did it in Texas because Texas would honor this thing. So when they declare bankruptcy, mm -hmm. there can't be any new claims issued against yeah. LTL management or Johnson & Johnson. Again, Johnson & Johnson no longer owns the liability for this thing. Mm -hmm. So it, it cuts it off at that point. Yeah, All they have to pay out is the money that they've put into this pot to pay it out. And after that, they're free and clear. Yeah, that's crazy. So... Steven, you're a whippersnapper. I think we can all agree. Whippersnapper? Yeah. You're, like, you're a scamp. You like to get into trouble. <laughs> so imagine you're going around town, causing trouble. You're stealing apples from the apple tree. What am I, causing uh, trouble in like 1906? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Okay. You steal an yeah. apple. Steal an uh, apple. You filch a skateboard. You do a number of things. It, have you only studied crime pre-1930? Mm -hmm. Is yeah. that what this yeah. is? Okay. It's all newsboy related crimes. <laughs> Basically what it seems like. You know, what What can a kid with really tall socks and really short shorts get into? That's you. So you cause a bunch of trouble. Now, you're not great at it. So everybody knows what you've done. The judge, a gruff, stern, but fatherly figure. Yeah. Knows, all, here's all the things you've done and says, Stephen, you're guilty of doing all of these. Yeah. You know, mischiefs. And okay. you say, I have a solution to this, Your Honor. And you create a little bud off of yourself, a little mini Stephen. Yeah. And you say... 
that's the motherfucker that did it to me. Yeah. The judge says, I, I can't argue with that. And the little mini Steven is the one that then is responsible. Yeah. And he goes to jail for many, many years. I could spawn as many of these yes. appendages from my body, snip them off, mm -hmm. and then they become the vessel into which I pour all my liability. So now we've got a bunch of mini Stevens in prison. <laughs> but the real you, the free you, comes yeah. back to New Jersey or whatever and continues doing your business. I hope, Stephen, that this metaphor has told you that the reality, the metaphysical reality in which yeah. corporations exist is very different than the reality in which we individuals exist. For sure. And right? I mean, I, as an individual, I actually am, you know, that much older having walked along through that uh, metaphor with you. You are so welcome. Yeah. For that thanks that I know is coming. Yeah. Um, what I think is so wild about this, and this is something that I really only started thinking about in earnest recently because you think corporations are made by people ostensibly to serve people. So there must be some kind of moral compass that guides them that is essentially humanistic. But what I think really happens, and everybody who's already thought of this, which is everybody is going to be like, no kidding, idiot, is that there's sort of an emergent property at work, kind of like with an anthill. You know, an anthill is more intelligent than an individual ant. Um, so to a corporation, has different priorities than any of the humans that comprise it. And partly that priority is whatever it is that it's designed to do, you know, it, to produce baby powder, maybe, but really to create money for the stockholders. That's the main goal of the corporation. Prime objective. Right. How does it get there? Does whatever it can. So like mm -hmm. thinking about it as this massive organism that's sort of moving through the cultural space is really fascinating. And it reminded me of this thought experiment by a philosopher named Nick Bostrom, who has a number of thought experiments about like extinction level events and stuff. But this thought experiment is called the paperclip apocalypse. Okay, wait, a now. Now, not as festive. We're not dancing. No, this is okay. back in the office, Stephen. Okay, what's going on with the paperclips? The yeah. paperclip apocalypse says we could, in theory, create a super intelligent AI that we have designed to create paperclips. Yeah. Right. And so it goes along and it builds paper clips, builds paper clips, so on, so on. And finally, it creates as many as it, we need. We don't need any more. So we tell it stop. Well, we didn't exactly design it for that. Its purpose is to create paper clips. So it pulls more resources and more resources. And finally, we realize we're running out of resources in the world. So we panic. We try and turn it off. The AI is smart enough to know that we're going to try and get in the way of it creating paper clips. So it has already designed mechanisms to repel us and to destroy us and eventually to turn us too into paper clips because that's the thing that it was designed to do. Yeah. Yeah, so what are the corporations doing? Their whole thing is to not make a moral decision that benefits the people that it's ostensibly serving, yeah. but rather to survive as long as possible so that it can continue to make money and to avoid the kind of liability that will get in the way of its long-term survival. So there are these legal maneuvers that it can commit to, which again, are not available to individuals who, who do wrong. It puts the corporation in a very awkward place because, you know, you have thousands and thousands of people who are getting cancer from this product. And then they want to call up Johnson and Johnson. Hello. Uh, hey, Johnson, um, the talk in your- Oh, I'm sorry. You need to speak to LTL management. Goodbye. Yeah. That Johnson guy is a jerk, man. And yeah, he's a yeah. businessman. He's a businessman. You got to keep a, a close eye on them at all times, whether they're making baby powder 
whether they are counting votes in this, the American democracy. And, and the through line between these two companies is pretty clear, that they engage in some kind of activity that does make them money. And then when a certain amount of liability arises from that activity, they find sneaky, although legal ways to avoid the liability that has arisen from these other activities, right? This is a good point to say. It's not entirely clear that anybody's going to get away with it. That's, thank the God. The Cyber Ninjas thing is still up in the air. Are they going to be allowed to evade their responsibilities? And the bankruptcy attempt, the Texas two-step by Johnson & Johnson, is being hashed out by, I believe, the New Jersey Bankruptcy Court. So yeah. nobody's really gotten away with okay. murder yet, but it's worth watching. And that's actually a really good note to sort of go out on, right? Despite all of this fancy footwork, pinata hitting, and two-stepping. This festive nefariousness, you might yeah, say. Yeah, it's not clear that everybody's going to get away with it, and I think that's good. Now, if they do go bankrupt, I wonder this. Do you think that t-shirt is going to go up in value or down in value? Boy, Stephen, let the t-shirt go, buddy. Let the t-shirt go. This is Journos. I'm Stephen Jackson. I'm Brandon R. Reynolds. Yeah, take care. Chernos is produced by Heather Eagle Ears Wilson.